0: Hey listeners, before we get started, if you're enjoying these episodes, you can actually check them out on YouTube in full video. You can just search Honest Ecommerce and you'll get pulled right to our channel. Make sure you subscribe and ring the bell for all the updates.
1: What I would say to every brand, like, try to keep as much in-house as you can and control the creative and the brand because people will see it and it's you that reflects back on.
0: Welcome to Honesty Commerce, a podcast dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer, and I believe running a direct to consumer brand does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. On this podcast, we interview founders and experts who are putting in the work and creating real results. I also share my own insights from running our top Shopify consultancy, Electric Eye. We cut the fluff in favor of facts to help you grow your e commerce business. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Honesty Commerce. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. And today we're welcoming to the show, Anya. Anya is the CEO and founder of Happy Bond. She's a biotech scientist that specializes in cartilage tissue engineering. Welcome to the show today.
1: Hi, I'm happy to be here.
0: And also for those of you that are not watching, but listening, uh, she's got a guest with her as well. Can you introduce who's with you?
1: He is actually part of our team. That is our Chief Tasting Officer, Fernando.
0: Awesome. So I think uh, the audience might be able to uh, figure a little bit out about that. So, Fernando is a beautiful dog. Um, to tell our listeners and our watchers, kind of what are the products that Happy Bond's bringing to market?
1: Well, our newest product that's coming to market is a really unique fresh dog food um, that's human grade convenience, um, being that it's shelf stable. So, you have it in your pantry without using preservatives. It's very unique technology that is patent pending and it is in a sustainable packaging, a glass jar. So we're helping the environment with recycling that packaging.
0: Well, that's fantastic. So where does an idea like that come from? Can you take me back in time and kind of tell me where you realized that you kind of wanted to get into this and start tackling this?
1: Yeah, sure. Well, it all started very way back with my older dog Tony, that was a skateboarding bulldog. A bulldog like him, uh, a little heavier, and he loved to skateboard and got arthritis in his shoulder when he was around eight years old. And I worked in cartilage tissue engineering, specializing in research for rheumatoid arthritis at the time, and figured that I need to help him to get back on the skateboard. So I created our first SKU, which is now a patented joint supplement for dogs um, that was created for Tony, and he was back in a week, running better than ever, and We tested it on humans, which is kind of our philosophy. We always test everything on humans first. That's all human-grade what we do, and it had the same effect. Everyone uh, felt better, had no more backache. So uh, that's when I decided that we have to make this commercially available for all dogs, just to make them feel better and have a solution that is not the old, old story of glucosamine chondroitin chews. This is a collagen-based patented formula that is preventative from puppy age on, but also helps seniors to um, run again, so that's how the journey started to get into the pet industry, which wasn't um, my focus back in research.
0: Yeah, that that was going to be my next question. Is uh, you started in kind of in a more traditional medical field and not in the pet industry. Uh, how long was that transition between your old career and the new career and where you kind of had the idea for something maybe up until the time that you had a sample in hand?
1: Yeah, I would say that my I always had horses and dogs and I was around animals. And I always had a big focus on helping them somehow and bringing the science into the daily life of humans and, and pets. And it was always far away from that process because in the research and pharmaceutical work, it takes years to even get from an idea to a product that is actually out on the market. So I had those ideas playing around in my mind a long time, but then when it actually happens and I saw the results, we quickly decided to do like a sample production. And I was lucky enough to have really good contacts in manufacturing and supplements. So it was a very seamless and, and short process of about six months when um, we had our first production in hand and then decided to really do this. And, and then I moved, very quickly, full time into this, uh, which might have been for many people crazy because I went from a really good job to uh, not starting, not being paid job. But it was really for the love of these guys that you know I wanted to make a change in the industry and have really clean products that actually do what they say they will do.
0: Awesome. So when you have these products, you're jumping in full time. What was kind of that go-to-market strategy? I know a lot of listeners uh, and and entrepreneurs like getting that first round of customers is honestly like some of the hardest work that needs to be done in building a business.
1: That's true. Yeah, to get out there and and be um, be seen that people know about it. That's I think that's still the hardest part for any business because you always think you reached a lot, but there's so many more people out there. I, I think the, um, the first step for us, and that was planned, is that we met with the dog whisperer, Cesar Milan, back then, and his dog had issues to walk. And he I got him to try the supplement, and, and two weeks later, he could run again and supported him for the last three years of his life. So he was very thankful and supported us to make a buzz and, and talk about our company and our products, which really accelerated the reach of, of um, our products and out there. But then definitely... You know, building the right website, um, plugging in with the right DTC store, and then really dive into the e-commerce, which for me at the time seemed to be the the um, natural idea of selling a product and um, you know not dealing with all the retail and costs and and salespeople and in between charges. The DTC channel was always the most attractive, I thought. Um, so that was kind of the first start to get out there. You know, build your social media following and and start on the ad spend. Right, Facebook, Google—we I mean, we all know what everyone is doing.
0: Absolutely. So, uh, how did you kind of find that relationship with such a prestigious influencer?
1: I would say, well, I have a very good friend that is also an advisor to the company. That um, I was fortunate enough to be introduced to the management and some other influencers that we're now working with. Um, but be, that being said, I think you just have to dare to go out there and. and take that contact and just write them. I mean, we're talking about dogs and pets. And many of those influencers have a big passion and love for those animals. It's like family. So it, it kind of moves from business to a, to a passion project. So I feel like we have a little bit of an advantage due to that product and that we're helping dogs um, to get response. But I would just say, you know, you can only get a no. Try to reach out, and and the worst thing that can happen is that they say say, no, thank you. And maybe you're lucky they take the meeting and you can convince them.
0: Yeah, you're, you know, the worst thing that can happen is you're in the same exact place where you started. Exactly. (laughs) All right. So, you guys are launching, you have your own website. Um, I know that you guys are also doing Amazon. Are you also doing a retail play as well? And could you talk a bit about, um, you know, the omni-channel approach and kind of maybe some of the pros and cons of, mm-hmm. of going that direction?
1: Well, actually, that started during uh, the pandemic, we pivoted quite a lot because we weren't big enough right at the start of the pandemic to move enough money into the DTC channels because it got very competitive at the time. And we decided to approach a little bit more of the retailers, um, especially the ones that have the budget to do e-commerce through their channels. And it figured uh, we figured that that was a really good approach for our products um and it's now our business is more fifty fifty so the omni channel really kicked in at that time and then made us realize you know we have a big chance to reach more customers through those retailers that educate our customers as well and then they come back directly to us so I thought it was a really good in um um in between play um and we we are we are on amazon we had some not so good experience with resellers and now building our own brand store to keep everything in house. And I think that's kind of what I would say to every brand, like try to keep as much in house as you can and control the creative and the brand because people will see it and it's you that reflects back on. So I feel um, that's one thing that I learned uh, along the way. Um, in the beginning, we jumped on every sales channel there is, and now we're more selective. you know what what fits to the brand, what fits to other voice that we have and that we want our customers to know about our brand.
0: If you're struggling with scaling your sales, maybe Electric Eye can help. Our team has helped our clients generate millions of dollars in additional revenue through our unique brand scaling framework. You can learn more about our agency at electriceye.io. That's E-L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Y-E.io. Mesa is the easy-to-use solution to the everyday challenges of running a Shopify store. With Black Friday and Cyber Monday fast approaching, now is an excellent time to use automation to get out of the weeds and focus more on your customers. Automations harness the power of code without any learning curve. You can easily customize how Shopify and your apps work with one-click integrations. From auto-tagging orders to sending package status updates to customers, Mesa connects your data where it's needed most. Simply put, the minutes you spend using Mesa save you hours of manual work. So make this year's Black Friday and Cyber Monday different by simplifying your workload and running your Shopify store better and not letting it run you. Search for Mesa—that's M-E-S-A—in the Shopify App Store and download the app today. Free plan available with no cost setup included. We've talked about this before on our podcast, but returns are an absolute hassle. They're often costly, time consuming, and complicated but there's a better way to handle returns. Our partner Loop helps Shopify brands deliver hassle-free return experiences. Their platform empowers shoppers to process their own returns, creating a better user experience for both you and your customers. Plus, they encourage exchanges over refunds. They make it a lot easier for shoppers to browse through your entire product catalog at the point of return. It's a true win-win. Loop is trusted by over 1,600 Shopify merchants from side hustles to enterprise-level brands like Patagonia, Brooklinen, and Chubbies. It's time to transform your returns into exchanges. Learn more at loopreturns.com slash honest. That's L-O-O-P-R-E-T-U-R-N-S.com slash H-O-N-E-S-T. Getting an online business off the ground isn't easy. So if you find yourself working late, tackling a to-do list that's a mile long with your 5th cup of coffee by your side, remember, great email doesn't have to be complicated. That's what Clavio is for. It's the email and SMS platform built to help e-commerce brands earn more money by creating genuine customer relationships. Once you set up your free Klaviyo account, you can start sending beautiful, branded messages in minutes thanks to drag-and-drop design templates and built-in guidance. And with e-commerce-specific recommendations and insights, you can keep growing your business as you go. Get started with a free account at klaviyo.com/honest. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com slash h o n e s t. Uh, Speaking of kind of some learnings from along the path, is there anything that stands out to you as something that was either a lot harder uh, than you thought it would be, or maybe a mistake that you guys made that you're allowed to talk about here?
1: Well, there are many, (laughs) but I'm keeping it short. (laughs) I would say um, customer care. I wasn't um, prepared of the UI UX experience for, um, that you really have to be prepared for. And I think that's a big, big plus if a co- company focuses on that. In the beginning, we just built a website and it was kind of user-friendly. And then we thought probably way too much about the process, so it got complicated. I really um, believe in keeping it simple, making the choices very simple, and using a process that the customer is already used to. And not and reinventing and, and starting a new process that is hard for them to learn and, and they don't reflect and see it. Maybe they don't have the confidence of, is this real? Can we trust that brand? I would say that and the customer care of being there for our clients, for the questions. So um, we actually put all that in-house after a bad experience of outsourcing customer service. Um, now having a vet on staff, um, talking to our clients whenever there's a question, we're there. Um, and I think that's kind of a lot of learning for the brand too, because you get that direct feedback of, hey, maybe you should change your product. And in a way, when you get the feedback too many times, you you know might change packaging, might change product um, flavors, whatever it is. I think that's one big thing we, we did wrong in the beginning and had to learn that.
0: Now, when you were mentioning UI, UX and, and not... Confusing customers, kind of, and and going with patterns that they know. Were you specifically talking about kind of like the the direct to consumer website and making it uh, just uh, easier to use? I guess.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think especially like the checkout. Like I built a really complicated um, checkout in the beginning with like where they pick the age, the the amount, when they're gonna get it. It it just got very complicated and adapting it more to to common e-commerce stores and check out like the big players. It made it just easy because people know how it looks. You know, there's no no confusion anymore. So I'm um, talking about conversion rate. If you want to optimize all those, uh, you know, all those numbers, you might as well have a process that's simple and that is not the pain point for your business. There are, other, there are so many factors that move into the conversion and the CAC and all those numbers that I think you should minimize anything you can
0: control. Uh, that's fantastic. I want to I want to lift this snippet out for conversations <laughs> that I have with prospects coming into the agency because it is it's um I we one of the number one things that I see with with some brands is an over-designed website and I get where they're coming from they want to be unique and they want and and that is something that kind of helps tell the brand story but the further you get away from those known patterns of how the internet works and how shopping works it can be detrimental.
1: Definitely. It took me about a year to recover from being on the wrong platform that didn't plug into anything because I wanted to be different. Custom build. Um, I'm, I can just tell anyone, just don't do it. <laughs> so much work costs a lot of money. Our website is still complex. I'm not saying that we are the um, masters of that. I'm still working on making it more simple. But um, we put a lot in the educational part, more in the back end. So the shopping is actually a seamless and easy process. But there's still a lot of content and, and educational pieces that we put in. So it's, it is a pretty complex website. But for the, for the owner and, and the customer that we um, want to attract, the you know, the pet parents that care, they do the research and they want to have um, content to read about. So I feel there is like this opt-in. If you want to know more, there it is. You don't have
0: to. You can just check out too. Absolutely. Now, is there anything that I didn't ask you about today that you think might resonate with our audience?
1: Well, I mean, we're speaking to pet parents, um, responsible pet parents. i will just like to say just about in the dog space and in the pet market, what I've always been struggling with and what was a big reason why I started this company is that um, the big brands and a lot of other brands are, are free to market whatever they want and whatever they say. We have no regulations here. So really look at the ingredients. Take a take a second look of what is said on the package and what is actually in the package. And think about your dog only lives around 12, 13 years on average. That time, he should have the best he can to live the best life. So I'm encouraging every dog owner to really look twice and maybe... Find the best solution for their pet and prevent pet wellness.
0: Absolutely. You talk so much about just the passion and care that's gone into your products that you guys are bringing to market over there at Happy Bond. If I'm a dog owner, where should I go to check out the products? What should I do next?
1: Visit us on happybond.com. But you'll probably find us on a lot of e commerce retailers as well. But that's where you find the story, the background, and a lot more about the ingredients. We have a, a policy to be extremely transparent. So you will find every ingredient explained into detail while we use it. And, and that's not taking out any any ingredients. It doesn't mean we only talk about the active stuff. It's really um, clean, transparent, and um, educational. So if you want to learn more, go straight to our website. Um, but you're welcome to shop with any bigger retail platform as well.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing your story.
1: Thank you for having me. And Fernando, unfortunately, had left already.
0: It seems like he had better things to do. <laughs> all right. I can't thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their knowledge and journey with us. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our own business. You can find all the links in the show notes. Make sure you head over to HonestyCommerce.co to check out all of the other amazing content that we have. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review. And obviously, if you're thinking about growing your business, check out our agency at electriceye.io. Until next time.